Welcome to the Rise Up Good Witch podcast, a radical approach to herbalism, self-care, and the tarot. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 63rd episode of the Rise Up Good Witch podcast. This is Karina. We are in this time right now, both astrologically with Mercury going retrograde in just a couple days. Um, Mars has been retrograde for more than a month now and has about a month to go. And we still are in this really heavy Capricorn energy of Pluto, Capricorn, Saturn in retrograde, um, moving back towards Aquarius will be in Aquarius in in January. So the big astrological event that a lot of folks are talking about right now is this square between cardinal signs of Aries and Capricorn uh, with Mars and Aries. Pluto and Capricorn creating a perfect square last week right around the time that white militia members were arrested for a planned coup of the state of Michigan. So Mars is squaring Pluto, um, you know, because of this cardinal square between Aries and Capricorn, it's sort of like an energy with the retrogrades that's easing in and out, but it's coming again to a head December 23rd, and we're closing out that part of the chapter. Um, And also later this month, um, in just a few days, actually, Jupiter is conjuncting Pluto and Capricorn as well. But this obviously, combined with the fact that we are upon election season in an emperor year, when our leadership, quote-unquote leadership, has been incredibly white supremacist, patriarchal, and fascist, um, I think it's a time that this is reflected by astrology. And again, I want to say, like, you know, I, I don't ever think you should use astrology to explain things that can also be explained by the fact that colonialism is the cause of a lot of the pain and suffering and institutional oppression that we see today. Um, but it's funny the way that astrology reflects that as well. And we can go and look at that in astrology as well. But I always like to think about Pluto. For those of y'all that are familiar with my work, I probably don't have to tell you that. Pluto is a huge awakening planet for me as it lives in my first house as a Libra rising and the tail end of the Pluto and Libra generation. Pluto lives in my first house uh, in a conjunction, a loose conjunction with Saturn, but Saturn is in conjunction with my ascendant. And this has been a major tool of self-growth for me. One thing that I love about today's guest, Keon, Keon Savior Nasty of Millennial Soul Food is that we are both Capricorn Moon Suns and witches. And that is so cool because I think Capricorns are known as being like the most utilitarian, most practical, and you know, on the shadow level, according to many, Capricorns are the most boring, which y'all don't even know if you think we're boring. But, you know, with Capricorn being considered like cardinal earth and being considered very attached to tradition, capitalism, you know, there's the association with Capricorn and capitalism, I think, which emerges from the devil uh, because Capricorn's card in tarot is the devil and the 10th house of career. I think there's this energy around Capricorn is that we're business people. And that's the most important thing to us is business. But at the same time, they say that Capricorns are really similar to Scorpios, which are the sign related to the underworld, related to Pluto and transformation. Because Capricorn, the seagoat, we are beings that are very intuitive and emotional, but we have a hard exterior that can be a little bit nihilistic, sarcastic, overly logical and practical to an obnoxious degree. Inside, we're hyper-loyal, hyper-loving people to those in our lives and maybe kind of secret freaks, secret witches. So I really hope that you love this conversation with Keon. 
Check them out on Instagram, Millennial Soul Food, and check out their podcast, the Millennial Soul Food Podcast. Links for all that will be in my show notes. And if you enjoy this podcast and you want to see it sustain into 2021 and maybe beyond whatever the beyond has for us, I would love to see you over on the Patreon. You can go to www.patreon.com slash riseupgoodwitch where a pledge of as little as $5 per month gets you a 25% discount on personal tarot appointments and consultation, 20% off of apothecary zines and everything in the shop, and tons and tons of extra content, including a video of me and Keon talking is up on Patreon, and some blogs and vlogs about tarot, flower essences, herbalism, etc., And it's also the best place to go if you want to take a class with me. If you're interested in the next round of Tarot School for Liberation, I think those are going to be starting in January in the new year. And I'm going to be offering an advanced class for folks that already took the Tarot Summer School or Tarot School for Liberation. Patreon's the best place to find out about some workshops that will be coming up. Um, And it's just really, really amazing to me when folks decide to commit to paying a $5 a month for a podcast they like. And that goes for any podcast. You know, I encourage you to support the podcast that you listen to regularly. This is a labor of love, especially if you're the podcasts you listen to are ad free, or have very little ads. That means that we're doing this without any compensation. I know that I do this podcast without any compensation, but I have been able to pay my guests um, this year because my Patreon has grown. So please help a witch out. Check out the Patreon. Help me continue to make this labor of love and to compensate my guests. If you do not have the means to donate monthly, you can always go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. We're up to 205 reviews as I'm reading this. I love y'all. Um, Sharing the podcast with your friends on social media, rating and reviewing are excellent ways to help this work get out to more people. So thank you all for whatever capacity of support you have been able to offer. I have some new herbal offerings that are getting ready to be available for Sawin, including Marigold Flower Essence, which is a great protection flower to work with, and Nasturtium Essence, which is great for being in the body and working on the psychic self, as well as a couple of tarot-based tinctures that will be coming soon. So um, you can always check out the apothecary or book a reading. My books are still open for the rest of 2020, but space is very, very limited. So if you're interested in working with me, again, if you're a patron, you get 25% off, but check out the website and schedule an appointment to secure your spot by the end of the year. Thank you to everybody for listening for supporting, for showing up, for being committed to your higher self, your better self. And I hope you love this conversation between myself and Keon. Welcome to the Rise Up Good Witch podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, and um, before I ask you to introduce yourself, I should say you've actually been on this podcast before when I used to do a segment called Tarot Storytelling, and I believe you told a story about the Eight of Cups. So for folks that aren't aware of your work, do you want to just tell us a little bit about what you do, what your practice is, who you are? 
Yeah, for sure. So um, my name is Keon, Keon Safe for Nasty. <laughs> um, and basically Millennial Soul Food is a platform that I created to help um, heighten the consciousness um, specifically of um, Black and LGBTQ people. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a spiritual um, life and business coach and tarot reader and self-described cosmonaut. Um, and so I live in New Orleans, um, and I'm also, I also identify as like a hoodoo practi um, practitioner and like mystic. So, um, yeah, that's basically what I do. Um, yeah, spiritual life and business coaching and tarot reading. And you've been, how long have you been doing your podcast? Oh, so I actually started my podcast um, back in March, like right when quarantine started, because I actually have a nine to five. I work at Tulane University. Um, shout out to my oh, my squad there, my, my teammates. But um, so we started working from home and I was like, you know, pure, you know, Capricorn style. I was like, well, I think I'm just gonna finally pursue this podcast in the midst of what feels like the end of the world. So <laughs> I do feel like a lot of the podcast was like this drive sort of, I don't, I don't really get off on thinking the apocalypse is gonna happen, but I'm kind of one of those people like you can call me in an emergency if any kind of stuff happens, you know, if I'm that person around, I'm gonna be the person to be like, okay, you go here, you go here, da 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 da. So I, <clears throat> I, one of the reasons I started the podcast was, um, I felt like spirit kind of like put a lot of stuff on my heart, sort of. That's a really Southern saying, but I felt like there was a lot, and I, I had been quiet about a lot of this stuff for like over 10 years. So uh, March was just like an interesting st time to start everything. And I do feel like it's, um, it was timely because the reception has been really amazing. Um, and I've met like a lot of really great people. So yeah, and I've known you since before the podcast was even a seed of a thought, so. <laughs> I love your podcast. Your podcast is so good. And there's like, when you were just explaining the way that you don't, you're not into like, I don't, I'm going to miss, I'm probably going to paraphrase this wrong, but you're not into like glamorizing an apocalypse. You're into just being like, does everyone have what they need? I got really excited because you just like described being a Capricorn moon perfectly. Yes. <laughs> and that's one thing, you know, we were talking before we recorded, like, I feel like I've always felt like such a kinship with you because we're both Capricorn moon suns, which mm -hmm. is the least, I think it's like the least romantic and glamorized um, sun moon combo for witches. Mm -hmm. It's so hard. You have to be, you have to really know your shadows like a lot. So yeah, yeah I do feel like the Capricorn moon can be a lot because it's like period, a lot of stress. Like I think, a Capricorn moon can just bring a lot of inherent stress and anxiety to like your body and stuff. Cause it's like, you know, constant criticism and judgment and projecting all that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, I've done a lot of shadow work and stuff like that too. Not like I'm saying I'm perfect, but it does come with a certain level of like responsibility, like, you know, Saturn. Um, literally, I feel like if I don't, if I'm not really doing things in a way that is like, um in alignment then it just it is gonna mess up my whole life sort of that's kind of like the curse of being a capricorn <laughs> okay, yeah. um, like you better see your ass at home and not go out because otherwise it's gonna mess you up you know so I don't yeah know. and not being able yeah like taking on a lot and it's funny that you say like you have a nine to five and then you started your podcast in march um because i i noticed in march you were just like upping the ante and a lot of people when COVID, you know, shutdown started, um, a lot of people started off doing new offerings and like expanding mm -hmm. on their businesses. And I noticed you started this podcast and then you've just been like on fire with the memes, like so <laughs> many. So, and then knowing that you're doing all of this on top of a nine to five job, totally sun, moon, Capricorn. Ah, right? Yes, yeah. right. So you're doing, you're doing awesome though. And you're, you know, and one thing that I think is really, you're an amazing writer. Like so many of the things that you write are really awesome. And then I notice, like when you share, you have such an, a wealth of academic knowledge behind what you share that have to do with like social justice and equity and like revolutionary histories. Um, mm -hmm. I did one episode that was about Black Lives Matter, but everyone should, I'll put a link in the show notes. And I love that you put, you know, I think that's another thing with Capricorns is like, we like cite our sources, 
we're very slow and like, yeah, in, in that. So I think it's interesting that you come from this like academic research background and you're mm -hmm. a practitioner and a tarot reader. So yeah. can you kind of talk about how you like melded these subjects? Yeah, so I can give you the succinct version, sorta. So I grew up in Mississippi, Tupelo, Mississippi. Um, I guess I got kind of like introduced to like, I guess the phenomena of like understanding that there's more than like what we perceive as physical reality through my grandmother. And so um, I've always been kind of like into the occult and stuff. I was like 10 years old at Books A Million reading elemental magic books. And like I had a, a stick in my backyard to summon the wind and all that. But um, so that has always been there. I've always been into like research and academia and stuff like that. And I actually studied Latin American studies in college. And I had the opportunity to live abroad um, in Ecuador, in Quito, Ecuador, and um, Puebla, Mexico, Mexico. And um, those experiences really transformed me. Um, I studied social movements actually and wrote like a thesis, like a 90 page thesis on like the development of um, social movements, specifically like um, gay and lesbian movements and how like there were exclusions based on like socioeconomic class and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I did that in undergrad and then I went to University of Michigan and I was in a PhD program there, but academia just was too much for me too. It was like a very white institution. I was experiencing a lot of culture shock because I moved there from Mississippi to like Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, and so it was a lot for me to experience, but I also learned a ton at Michigan just about sociology and it was really empowering to be able to do my own kind of research. Um, so basically a lot of my like academic knowledge comes from um, understanding like how um, economics, politics, and like um, social norms like work together to create the reality that we like experience right now. And I'm really, I love like, I'm a nerd for like political economic theory and stuff like that. So <laughs> definitely I'm like a Marx nerd. I mean, you know, fuck Marx, but I, I'm really into the theory of understanding how um, economics affects like communities ability to um, you know organize and build and so um, just add in being an astral traveler and all that stuff into that so <laughs> I just really enjoy I'm also a, um, an Aquarius rising and then my um, Mercury is an Aquarius in the 12th house so I'm really into like big picture like just I don't know um, so I think, yeah, just studying all of that really helped contextualize my life because I also grew up black and queer in Mississippi, which was like depressing as hell, but also a, a very unique cultural experience. But it helped me kind of like put the lenses on and it helped me feel like empowered, you know, to be able to experience, to be able to like describe um, my experience in this like grander context sort of. So that was a lot, <laughs> but yeah. No, I love that. Um... <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And I think it's important because we are living in a time, obviously, and I think all times are necessitate a cultural and social and economic context to witchcraft, mm -hmm. you know, or like healing work in general. Exactly. Well, yeah, I do think that is true because I think one, we are, I call it the matrix. We're living in the matrix where a lot of, a lot of what we see, um, is like kind of like dissociated from the foundation. So we see a lot about like, you know, Black Lives Matter, people getting killed. So a lot of people are, you know, sharing all these memes, but how much money did you donate to an organization or how much money did you give to like the person on the street, you know, when you pass them in your car? Like, I think it's more important to, just like for me, I keep dollar bills in my car just to give to people who like um, may be on the corner or whatever. I don't care what they buy with it. It's like, this is my community, you know? So I do think that is some ways that, um, that capitalism specifically tricks people into thinking they're doing certain types of work when it's like, you're not really actually doing a lot of work and you're actually kind of contributing to a spiritual warfare against like people, you know, like all kinds of people. So that's why I think it's important to understand economics and it's also important to understand like cultural context, just like <clears throat> with hoodoo. Um, it's important, you know, to understand that it, it evolved from the context of people um, trying to find like empowerment because they were 
and in like enslavement, you know, chattel enslavement. So I think it's it's important to understand the context of certain stuff. Just like me, I understand like me as someone who like um has a penis. <laughs> like, you know, I don't do certain stuff in women's spaces, you know, women identified spaces because it's just not really for me, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important to understand like cultural nuances, um, but also understand um, the economics of everything because that is, that's the only way that certain groups and like systems and ideas are going to like persist. So especially like with this queer witch movement, you know, like we need to be finding out ways to, you know, do group cooperative economics and figure out ways that we're going to live outside of um, like, not totally outside of, but, you know, have a little bit more accountability in terms of um, trying to fight like the harshness of living in like a capitalist society. So (laughs) dang, but yeah, witches need to understand the context because otherwise you like these other people on the Facebook groups saying hoodoo is black magic and voodoo is white magic and all this stuff. I don't join the forums. That's what I want to tell the listeners. Watch the forums that you join. Just go read a book, you know, just sit in solitude and read a book before you join a forum because they put a lot of information out there that I, that is, it's too much. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was, yeah, that was great. I think, um, Well, I'm interested because I don't know anything about hoodoo, nor do I have a reason to because it's not, you know, like my ancestors, I have ancestors who are organizers. I'm not going to like go and like take on a practice that my ancestors, you know, people that my ancestors harmed took on. Mm -hmm. So, but I am curious always about like the conversations around appropriation and theft. Mm -hmm. And I know that as you know, a lot of different witchcrafts become forms of witchcraft because the thing about witchcraft is like, it it originated in, in like every indigenous culture in the world. So like no matter who mm-hmm. you are, no matter who your ancestors were, you have like, a, there were like medicine people and mm-hmm. there were, you know, and a lot of times there was like a intersection with queerness with that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, because of our culture, the dominant culture of white supremacy of being like, I can take this and this and this. Oh, this is mine too. So I see like, you know, I've, I've seen and I've addressed a lot of appropriation of like lat, so-called Latin American um, indigenous mm-hmm. customs by white settlers. But uh, I don't know that much about what's happening with appropriation of hoodoo. Is that something that's been a big problem? I would say that one of the big issues with it um, <clears throat> It's like the way that knowledge is disseminated. And so like, well, first off, hoodoo, um, I guess like, I mean, you're all the way in California and stuff. And hoodoo, it is, it's a metaphysical system of like magic. So it has a lot of commonalities, you know, like herbalism and animism, like, you know, the ability to charge certain objects with ashe or energy. Um, but, but I think one of the things for me about hoodoo that kind of, um gets on my nerves as far as people not understanding the cultural context of it is that like there's so many um there's so many white authors who have written about hoodoo based on the information the ethnographic information that they got from black people who didn't have the means to create their own like books you know around this knowledge and stuff so part of what i um i am very insistent on people kind of understanding the sources of their knowledge and then also understanding like the politics behind it so i guess one like key thing um is juju bay um mentioned this on her podcast but like for instance hi john the conqueror um route that's actually the um like jalapa route in mexico but here in the united states it, hi john has the story behind him as um being like an um, enslaved black person who um, was able to trick his um, quote unquote masters and like get away. And so people pray to High John um, for protection. They pray to High John for money. They pray to High John to get out of situations. So High John is a very apt route to use right now for black people, especially. But then what does it look like for a you know, white person in like Beverly Hills to be like, oh, hi, John, I want to call on this spirit. I'm going to call on the spirit of hi, John. Please help me secure this bag. You know, please help me. Be, you know, it's like, I think, I mean, it, you know, not like 
don't think Hajan's going to come down and kill that person. But I think there's a certain sensitivity that people need to have to like certain traditions. And that's kind of, um, I think that's where the hoodoo and like appropriation of stuff comes in. But um, yeah, part of my mission too also though, is to eventually be like, kind of like someone, well, I'm, I guess I'm already doing it, but I want to come out with a book eventually that's happening um, and a tarot deck. <laughs> But um, I want to really invest in um, creating this knowledge as a Black person for, like, um, like, Black people. And I also do a lot of other stuff about, like, metaphysics. Like, I study Hermetic Kabbalah, all that kind of stuff. So I just want to be a Black kind of authority on, like, occultism and, um, like, hoodoo specifically. Um, just because, I mean, I'm from Mississippi. Like, I'm from, like, the area where, like, a lot of what is known as hoodoo, like, originated um and i think i have a lot of respect for the tradition and i think it's just been in the hands of like kind of the wrong people um like a lot of the right people of course but um like i don't know a lot of the people just kind of messed it up like one of my favorite authors actually is stephanie rose bird right now she has like a lot of really cool um books out and she also references different authors um like for instance there is this book um <clears throat> where is it? It's like hoodoo material. It's Catherine Ironrod. And so a lot of people do have issues with her because she did get a, knowledge, a lot of this knowledge about hoodoo from the Black community. And she's from like California, I think. Um, and she's like sold so many books. And then Lucky Mojo is someone else who catches a lot of flack because they've used this knowledge to get so much money, you know, when it's like there haven't really been reparations for the people who actually like created this so you know i mean for me i honestly i don't really have energy to worry a lot about like who does what because also here in new orleans is very complicated because there's cajuns like one of my best friends is cajun and they do a lot of the same metaphysical stuff like you know magic but um at the end of the day i think it's these days it's about like money and it's about economics and it's about like i think that's the kind of justice that people need they don't really need justice as far as like oh look, I'm practicing hoodoo. It's like, well, go donate some money to an organization, you know, of the place that's, you know, in a place where they're doing critical work, so, yeah. Thank you, that's, <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's so much, there's so much there, and it's like, I believe that, so, like, we're living in late capitalism, right? That's not a negotiable, like, this is, we're living in neo-fascism, borderline, mm -hmm. like borderline legit fascism. Cause I think oh. we're, here's where like, we're in fascism and it's like, okay, like now here, like the car has arrived at the gate. We're, we're there, fascism's here. So it's yeah. like fascism, we're in late capitalism and people monetize everything, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. And you, part of me is like critical of that. And then the other part of me is like, well, we live in this system, you know? Exactly. But, I think, um, like, I really appreciate all you just shared because I think, like, people have to work with the magic of their ancestors or it will not work. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, I just think, like, and it's funny, I was telling someone, I, um, I, I was on a message board because you brought up message board and someone was like, hey, anybody know where to buy White Sage? And then someone was like, it's really cheap on Amazon. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> not only are you going to buy white sage, but you're going to buy it on Amazon. Do you think you're going to be able to clear your house, bro? Like, do you think this is going to work? Because, yeah, that's the thing is I think, like, if we use tools that are misappropriated, like, they don't, they won't work. I actually want to shout out Beyond Bohemian. Have you heard of them before? Oh. So they are an ethically sourced, like, um, crystal place. Like, they're so ethical, they ain't even on Instagram. I was <laughs> like, they put a message up, we don't, we don't like these, we don't fuck with these practices, so blah, blah, blah. But I got some of their crystals, and they're, like, they're the real deal. And, like, you know, it's not like someone's head got cut off, like, you know, while they were getting the crystals. Yeah. I mean, real talk, yeah. yeah. So I really like them a whole lot. Shout out to them. Um, anyway, what kind of work, like what kind of client work are you doing? Like, what are you offering people right mm -hmm. now? So I am, um, I'm trying to like, kind of, I guess, negotiate my reading schedule with the new, I guess, like, um, growth and business and stuff. Cause, um, I really enjoy creating content and like doing the podcast and I really enjoy my Patreon. Like, I enjoy putting videos up about that and doing commentary. 
Um, readings right now are just a little bit intense. So I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break. I would tell people just check back. But the readings this past summer, it's been a lot of like, there's been a lot of death and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I need to chill out. <laughs> like people's ancestors are coming through really hard. So I'm like, yeah. Um, and then I also, um, I also study Ifa. So like, I like study that like kind of hardcore. Um, I'm just beginning that basically. And so, um, yeah, I'm building a relationship with my godparents and stuff like that. And um, so I'm trying to like kind of figure out my energy but I'm, I'm offering tarot readings. And then I also do digital content services. So if people are looking to understand more about how to like articulate a business idea, you know, in social media and figure out how to build an audience and all that kind of stuff, I also do that kind of, um, kind of work. So yeah, basically readings and then um, digital content service work. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you're so busy. It would be hard to fit that in. And doing client work can be so draining. It can just take a lot out of you that it's hard to like, if you're doing a lot of content creation and you have a day job and everything, like adding that in can be a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you also, because you were talking about it before and you've talked about this on your podcast, just about like how, you know, plant medicine and or like psychedelics have helped you on your journey to like being, you know, like tapping into your, you know, psychic self, your intuitive self? Mm -hmm. um, well, definitely, if you haven't already, um, go listen to that episode. I did an episode on my whole, like, um, I call it a shamanic initiation. Um, it was, it was wild. But um, plant medicine has been really integral, integral for me, especially like when I was in college in Mississippi, I would, um, do my like psychedelic journeys i like to call it that <laughs> um but specifically with the i guess the shiitakes the code word <laughs> um but i would say really all of it all of it really helped me um see myself and another kind of um light um specifically psychedelics do have a thing where they multiply your consciousness so you're able to even look at yourself in 4d from um whenever you're doing like you know if you have music because for me i would always have music like very rhythmic music that helped me kind of like transcend and then um i also made sure the environment was correct um i had done it a lot by myself but if there was anyone else around i was like the police you know a capricorns we don't play you know what i mean i would be like listen i'm about to do my, i'm about to go on my journey i don't need anyone in here messing with my energy because you know you got hell to pay so um it that kind of understanding how to do that and i also hung out in a lot of cemeteries i actually did a lot of my journeys in william faulkner cemetery in oxford mississippi <laughs> kind of legendary southern gothic as hell you know yeah. um but it honestly helped me like because i mean i definitely this is a trigger warning but you know like i definitely went through a lot of depression in mississippi and stuff like that as far as like you know not wanting to exist and stuff and so um doing these journeys really helped me get in touch with my like spirit guides um i have a i love trees like trees are my like og ancestors so um, it really helped me kind of understand that there was more and it helped me tap into um, my own kind of power. Um, but yeah, it helped me kind of understand how the people who kind of mistreated me are in their own kind of like um, traumatized karmic um, loops or prisons, you know? Yeah. So um, it really helped me understand like energy like that. And then, um, also, there's something about those journeys just helped me synthesize a lot of the knowledge that I was learning because um, I attended, it was a pretty elite program in undergrad um, for interna international studies. It was like a think tank for the government, like CIA was recruiting. I was like, nah, y'all ain't getting me. But um, it was like, you know, it was, an inter it was an international studies program. So like I um, had the chance to kind of like let all that information just like synthesize and I didn't really do the journeys, you know, plant, I didn't really use plant medicine like willy nilly, you know, and then with like cannabis, um, that is amazing too, um, definitely for like anxiety and stuff like that. Like I'm super hyperactive, but um, yeah, I think that plant medicine is amazing. I mean, we 
have cannabinoid receptors in our brains. Like, you know, plants are here as like, I feel like cousins to help us along and like, you know, access different portals. Um, that's kind of what I call it. Cause it definitely feels like it, but yeah. So definitely I would say my journeys just kind of helped me um, transcend and get more in contact with um, what's beyond the veil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's funny when you mentioning cannabis, a lot of people ask me, um, you know, a lot of people say like, I, I can't use cannabis. It like puts me in a really bad headspace. It makes me really anxious and paranoid. And mm. I always, well, I don't always tell people this, but I feel like, you know, first of all, if, if, a, if a plan doesn't work for you, don't, you know, maybe it's time to just back off. Like if it's yeah. true, you know, and I have that with certain herbs that aren't considered psychoactive as well. Like we just have certain plants that aren't, you know, they're not there for us. Um, but I think with cannabis, like I also used cannabis mm. a lot. And the way that it feels to me is like, if I match it with a lot of like adaptogenic herbs and I'm making sure to like maintain like my good immunity and good stress levels, uh, cannabis is like a window for me to like go face to face with that anxiety, that voice, because yeah, sometimes I'll like eat an edible. I'll be like, you're an idiot. Like, why do you keep putting stuff <laughs> on? Everyone's looking at me laughing, dumbass. And then I'll just be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta get through that. Get through it. Yeah get through it it's just a reflection yeah, no, yeah. It's just and then I, now i can look at it and be like so what here can you unpack and maybe exactly. what's valid like maybe you're not doing things in your integrity and this is a time for you to like examine it without going down like the rabbit hole of like mm -hmm. you know so and I, yeah oh i was gonna say i definitely also as someone who does journeys and stuff i've some of my journeys have been bad you know where i've been like dang but when I'm in it, I'm kind of like, what do I need to evaluate here? And then, you know, keep it moving and stuff. So, and I've also been with other people when they've been on, like, kind of been going on the deep end a little bit. And I'm like, all right, well, let's come back over here. So, yeah, it's a, it's all a process. Yeah. Do you have, like, suggestions or thoughts or do you ever, like, work with people who are utilizing plant medicine for, like, more you know, psychedelic reasons or like, mm -hmm. you have, like ethical suggestions about it? Yeah, well, I guess with cannabis, if you are consuming that, make sure that you're not, make sure you're in an all right environment and that you have something that you've eaten. So like, don't just be like, I haven't eaten all day. And then like consume, that's the number one thing I've seen in friends, they get paranoid and then it's like, oh my God. But, um, and then as far as like ethical stuff, um, Try not to take too much. Get a sitter if you haven't done the, you know, the journeying. Um, just understand the implications of it. I'm not encouraging anyone to go out and do it. But understand, yeah, just understand the implications. And whenever you do decide to set an intention, make sure your environment is good. Make sure you have a person that you can call, you know, or that you can sit with you. And yeah. Yeah, totally. Um and it, it's funny, I was also thinking, like, I was thinking, I haven't done shiitake. I mean, I, I'll just follow your feet there. And call yes. It. I haven't, like, taken any, I came to a realization, like, I'm done with this. Like, I don't, I see everything that I need to see that this plant is going to help me see. And mm -hmm. now I'm kind of like flower essences. Flower essences, oh. one drop of flower essence is, like, all you need for, like, a journey. But I do think, like, plants that are more psychedelic, like open up a pathway that we can then utilize that pathway when we're not using that medicine you know like mm -hmm. that pathway is now there like you see mm -hmm. it and it's, um and you're aware of it so that's kind of like yeah that's just like once you open it up too, like it's you know i've had some i can definitely like it's weird to well i guess we're both witches none of this is weird i literally with my journeys it's like I go to my guides and they give me information and like give me spiritual power and I come back and then I'm like, oh, I'm ready. <laughs> so, you know, and I think it really did help like with my content and stuff. I, I would see like people like Dolores Cannon be like, yeah, they tell me what to do. But yeah, it's like my, with my content, it's very like spirit driven. I'll be like, okay. Like sometimes I wake up at 3.30 in the morning at night and be like, and then go back to sleep just because um, there is like a blueprint and stuff like that. So yeah, it helped kind of like open up that communication, you know? Mm. So, mm -hmm. 
So what kind of direction, I guess, I, you've kind of answered this, like you want to write a book about hoodoo and you want to like really center that for black folks to continue that work. But with your podcast, you know, like what, what has been your experience because you've been making it for six months. What has been your experience in like having a podcast as opposed to just, you know, doing client work or as opposed to just um, writing, like sharing your thoughts in writing? I feel like the podcast, I mean, anyone has to find their medium. Um, my Jupiter's in the third house in Taurus, so it kind of makes sense. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but so um, I think with the podcast, people are able to get like a, you know, a feel for who I am. I'm very like animated, you know what I mean? Um, but also it's a great way for me to just kind of get on and like, just, you know, talk shit and also convey the ideas that I want to convey. Cause I have this thing, like the podcast, it allows me to like cope things with humor, but then to deliver critical information. So, um, and then also I like the podcast because it, I don't really have to like dress up for it. You know, it's just, I can just be here in my blanket, wrapped in my blanket and just be on the mic, like la 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 blah, blah, blah. And I think, yeah, it's the podcast has really helped my business because I think with client to client work, that is just, you're, you're only interacting with one person, but with a podcast, I almost feel like it's kind of like you're putting a program out into the matrix and people who interact with that is going to like unlock a code, you know, in their computer brain or whatever, computer program brain and be like, oh shit. So I think it's, it's an interesting way to put something out into the ether, into like the matrix and cosmos and then um, have people find it and you know it affect them that way or whatever so yeah I think I like that I like that like it because it's an, a way to archive um, ideas and stuff like that so yeah yeah it's I yeah I need to catch up and listen to your last couple episodes um and I really want to like we talked about this a little like being Capricorns um but I really want to hear and I, I know you're like not an astrology person, but I'm really <laughs> curious to hear how, because I, I listen, when I listen to you, it's funny, like when I listen to you, I'm looking for the things where I'm like Capricorn vibes. Um, <laughs> Everyone and, sees me as a Capricorn. People even call me like Zaddy now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's I mean, I'm into it, whatever, yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, because I just, I feel like there's so many bad opinions of Capricorns. So I'm sort of curious, like, how do you see this, you know, part of your identity as, like, a change maker, a radical, like, a per you know, a Black queer witch, like, sharing their wisdom with the universe? Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I do what? Say like, how does that, how does, like, being a Capricorn play to all of that? Oh, I think, um, I think it... One thing about me is kind of like, I am a person who will get shit started. Like if no one else is going to do something, I'm kind of just like, okay, so let me just go and figure out how I'm going to do this. And like, you know, no offense to any, I mean, I didn't really try to do a podcast with too many other people, but I think in terms of my, like my work ethic and like with the ideas that I have, I think being a Capricorn has been very helpful um, because I know, I know how to articulate my ideas, like, and I know what my vision is, you know, and I know, like, I'm really, being a Capricorn, I think that it's gifted me with understanding how to um, know when the timing is perfect, and then also understand systems that I need to create in order to, like, accomplish a certain goal, like, you know, a system in terms of understanding resources, or, you know, what I need to, you know, do the podcast, for instance, because I mean, I, I use GarageBand and a mic, that's like, you know, but there's a lot of other stuff that's involved in it. But um, yeah, and then I think also being a Capricorn, it's like gives me that kind of like ambition and power, like the um, kind of passion and drive. <laughs> <laughs> Affirmations, yes. <laughs> so but I mean, also, I do think um, one way that it helps me with my work is um being very like <laughs> being more um connected to my shadow self so um because yeah. i mean i would say besides scorpios like capricorns are very like you know we can go there so i think that um 
that really helps me in my readings and stuff with kind of like being practical and um, under people understanding they can like open up to me about like anything and you know I'm gonna kind of like come at it from like a grounded perspective but um yeah I do thankfully I have had people hate on the Capricorns you know like I have but I have to, you know I remind them that I'm here because I have five planets in Capricorn I I'm a stellium you know it's <laughs> so <laughs> but I mean yeah I do I really I love being a Capricorn I will say like my mother is also a Capricorn and so growing up with her was maybe a little bit um we had some kind of struggles because she was very like rigid you know what I mean so I think that um we're totally good now but I think that kind of we had some like headbutting a little bit but um yeah being a Capricorn is pretty amazing yeah so what like because you're a tarot reader um how do you feel about the association of the devil card being with capricorn like what does the devil card feel like to you um well i feel like with the with um the devil card of course that means like illusions and stuff like that i mean ugh, maybe people do associate us with the devil i don't know but for me, I think Capricorns are really good at overcoming our, like, the illusions that might keep us from wanting to accomplish a certain goal, you know what I mean? So with the devil card, it's kind of like, that's one thing, one of our, our powers, you know, is like piercing through that illusion. But also I do think it makes us more susceptible to being like kind of um, addicted to power a little bit, because I do have to watch that. So the devil can be associated with like, you know, manipulation, as a as in terms of like holding power so that is a shadow aspect that i'm always like um that i'm always like you know um kind of keeping tabs on and then i mean being i will say with being a, a capricorn i'm blessed with having like a presence you know i guess quote unquote authoritative presence but it's, you got to do the checks and balances and not be too addicted to power and too like authoritative because i do think that is kind of um and the worst of it is can be like what a capricorn can exhibit yeah yeah and it's funny i'm teaching tarot for liberation right now and whenever we get to the devil then i'm like it's associated with capricorn i'm like that doesn't mean that we're all horrible monsters y'all but then i do think it has to do with capitalism in a way which is funny Pamela yeah. Smith couldn't have known that you know like the inventors mm -hmm. of tarot, like Ryder and Waite, could like not have known that. But um, I mean, maybe they did. They were all witches. Who knows? But it's like, you know, the fact that there's this, you know, 10th house in astrology is Capricorn, which is career. So it's like an over-focus on career and like abundance and getting money can be really harmful, um, obviously, to the greater world but also to yourself mm -hmm. um so that kind of i don't know i'm always just interested to break that down with like other capricorns Dang, like that is so true yeah because my friends always will be they'll like check in on me they'll check in on me and be like keon go lay down please don't do anything else and i'm like what are you talking about i haven't done anything all day when i'm like actually on my phone like literally mining for memes like that's what i do <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to chill out. I got two weeks of content now. So like, yeah, so my friends get it, you know, and I mean, also with my friends, one of the things like, I'm, I mean, I'm a very transparent Capricorn. I tell my friends, you know, like, oh, I'm feeling a certain type of way about this. Like, I need to calm down. Let me like leave for a second. So that's because, you know, when I was younger, I could, I used to pop off real quick. So I have learned to chill the fuck out, you know, and just chill because i yeah it's easy to be like so um yeah that is interesting though i yeah the capitalism part yeah. i do think it's very apt though because we do have to kind of like i do have to work a lot of times with like dismantling that kind of um that kind of perspective on work and stuff like oh my god i haven't posted anything oh my god i haven't done anything oh my god my book's not out yet <laughs> you know so yeah well you're doing a lot you're doing a good job i feel like i'm doing 10 percent of what i could really be doing but not in a sad way it's just yeah. keeping me dry it's i'm driven you know what i mean to and it's fun 
like I love putting up, up putting up a meme and then having like all these comments that like goof me like I the comments like really geek me out like they're really funny um <laughs> yeah so yeah. yeah I love your meme this is like a year old maybe but you had that meme where it was like you doing an impersonation of someone who's like like swipe up to learn how I made ten thousand dollars. Oh my god! I love that meme. I've wa- I actually have like gone to your page like probably in the last three. <gasps> scroll all the way down just so I could watch that. Like that. I need to repost that. You should. That should be as popular as the guy drinking ocean spray on a skateboard. Oh my god! That your <laughs> meme like rivals that one. It should have gotten that big. <laughs> I have got to go watch that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, you have to repost it. Well, I feel like we've talked about a lot of stuff, and I hope that everyone is super inspired and, like, goes and listens to your podcast and follows you on Instagram. Um, Is there anything that we, like, didn't cover that you wanted to say? Um... No, I guess... Let me see. I guess I can give people my um, website. So, um... My website is millennialsoulfood.biz, so M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-S-O-U-L-F-O-O-D.B-I-Z. And then um, if you want to collaborate, you know, speaking events or anything like that, just shoot me an email to millennialsoulfood at gmail.com. Awesome. I'll put all of that info in the show notes so folks can connect with you. Um, Well, thank you so much, Keon. It's so great to connect with you. and collaborate in this way and you're awesome you are too thank you so much we've no i feel like i've known you forever i know we're like almost we're like friends on the internet to the rise up good witch podcast if you enjoyed the show please rate and review in itunes and check out www.riseupgoodwitch.com for more information about tarot readings and the apothecary